When we come to know Jesus, we just can't help it. We want to share it everywhere. We also want our loved ones to know the truth. When talking to our loved ones, or really anyone still in the church, it is so incredibly tempting to just tell them all the facts. We want to share all the truth and all the stuff that we uncovered about the church history, reliability, lies, fact, deception, well, truth. But here is today's big question. Does sharing all that deep, dark, dirty facts, does it get us any closer to Jesus? Does it get them any closer to Jesus? Remember our purpose, to know God and to make him known. Is it what Jesus would want us to do? Today we are talking about the consequences of sharing too much too soon and what Jesus truly wants. Wondering how to talk to your family still in the church about faith? Well, here is the secret that may open the door to truth. Hey girl, I know you are overwhelmed at the thought of being a Christian. There are so many damaging lessons you need to unlearn and you feel like you were starting over from scratch. Heck, you were even taught not to believe the Bible, so where do you turn for truth? Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield. I too was a girl who left the LDS church. I too felt like I had abandoned everything I had ever known about God. I spent 20 years lost after leaving, wishing someone would just give me the blueprints on faith. How was I supposed to raise my kids with God when I didn't even know how to pray? Can you relate? But as hard as this is, I know you are not ready to give up on Jesus. God opened me up to a real relationship with him through his word. The Bible is not only trustworthy friends, but it is living water to our souls. I don't want it to take you 20 years. Here, you will learn how to pray, you will find truth, and you will finally gain trust in the Lord. If God is for us, who can be against us? This is Finding Faith Above. going to be talking a lot about how to talk to our loved ones about God. And I have some super cool resources for you guys over in the resource li library. That is the first link when you check out the show notes here under this podcast in the description, and it's going to get you set up to be able to talk to them even more with some cool courses, some free courses that I found that honestly really have helped me. And then also some great testimonies, all sorts of fun, cool stuff. So you're going to want to check that out. We're going to start today with a beautiful verse, John 13, 34 through 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So that is actually Jesus's words. How beautiful, right? And I always love to how the Bible, we know that something is important, and, and we're talking about love. <laughs> we know that something is important when the author repeats a certain word or a phrase or something multiple times. And how many times does he say love in this little tiny passage right here? I mean, he's just basic. That is that is the whole everything. That is this is the biggest command, the new command I give you. He says to love one another. All right, so keep that in mind as we move on through the rest of this today. So some surprising figures of those who leave the church, and I don't know if you guys know this, but it is pretty shocking. 85%, that's right, 85% of people who leave the Mormon church will leave Jesus altogether. Either become atheist or agnostic, and I am sure you've encountered many of them. They are very angry, <laughs> a lot of them. And you know what, you guys? I was there once. 
when I left the church, uh, I left at 18 and I went through what I call my godless years where I just didn't know what I believed. And if anybody tried to talk to me about anything, I honestly didn't really want to hear it. So let's get into this a little bit more because it is so sad. And this part shaped the rest of my life. When I decided to leave the church and that it wasn't true, uh, this was pre-internet, so I really didn't know, but I knew, uh, my head kind of exploded just a bit, as I'm sure many of yours did. We are so conditioned to believe that God is the God of the Mormon church, and when we walk away from it, we walk away from God altogether. Everything we ever knew about him is gone in a flash. Some of you here are fairly lucky in the fact that you did at least have an inkling of Jesus before you left. Because if we walk away and we have no inkling of who Jesus is before we do, well, then we end up godless. I can't think of a more sad thing in all of life than to have no belief in our creator who is all around us. But I was there. I was there among the 85% of those who leave. If you can't believe in God and who we were taught that God was, well, then we just never trust again. Not God, not man, no one. But here's the beautiful little thing about it is that God is always there. He is in everything and he is patiently waiting and nothing is too big for our God. So just a little side note on that because, you know, I mean, this is just ugh, so emotional. Can you relate? I kind of hope that you can relate in some extent in this, in the fact that maybe this seems a little overwhelming and you're not sure who God is. But I also kind of hope that you can't relate in the fact that you walked away from him altogether. Uh, it's not someplace that I would want anyone to be. Honestly, I hope you went straight from the Mormon sacrament meeting, turned in your keys, drove to the nearest Christian church, and started worshiping hands in the air, praising Jesus. That would be the perfect story. But chances are, that is not exactly what happened. The truth is, if we leave the church before we at least have an inkling of Jesus, we found ourselves often for the first time with no faith. And once we are at this point, along with all of our baggage, it is really hard to soften our wounded hearts enough to ever find him. But I'm so happy that you're here, because that means that you are so close. Either you found him or you're working through it right now, and we're going to work through it together. So in short, if we leave before we know Jesus, though, we may never know him. So why do I say all this? Because I want you to keep this in mind when you are going to talk to family members about your newfound faith. And I know, I know how exciting it is. It's like that one song, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. <laughs> I love that song because it's so the truth. When you find Jesus, you just want to, you just want to share all of it, but we have to make sure that we're doing it within, um, a respect of what can actually be processed with our loved ones. And that is tricky. It is tricky. Uh, it is so tempting to just shower those who are still in the church with truth. Give them the CES letter or somehow slip a letter to my wife into their inbox and their email. If we want them to leave the church, it might just work. Giving them all of those crazy facts, and they're, they're a plenty. <laughs> uh, it, it could work. They could leave the church. But if we want them 
to just know the truth of who God is, then is that really what we want to do? Because in light of what we talked about, that 85% chance that they will never know God, is that really what we want to do is to give them all the deep, dark, dirty, ugly truth, push them away from the church and leave them hanging with no faith? I would say no. Not to mention that there will be about a billion rebuttals to truth when you are talking to them. And you have to keep this in mind because if you just go at them like that, think about it. We were taught not to trust the Bible and to view anything that is a threat to Mormon faith as anti-Mormon propaganda and Satan trying to tempt us. Do you remember this? We couldn't even look at it. Even a Bible verse that goes against the teachings of the full gospel, and there's a lot, is just an example of Satan trying to make us comfortable being like everyone else and deceived. It is such a mind flip in there. And... If you remember it in any way, you know that it's going to make you angry as someone who's still part of the church. It's not going to open your eyes. It's going to make you angry. When, we're confront- when we are confronted with so much truth like that, it is just inherent, I think, for us who are maybe possibly not understanding or maybe being taught to go off of our feelings so much, to just let our feelings fly with that that anger and frustration. Um, truth stirs up something very uncomfortable. Do you remember? I do. So how do we not talk to our family members? We don't, you know, fire hose them with truth because it's just going to push them away from God. But how do we talk to them? So first, let's t- look at one of the things that, you know, we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, love. What does Jesus ask of us? Before we get into how we should talk to our family members or even the missionaries at our front door or anybody who is still in the church who we are looking to, you know, share the good news with, first off, let's talk about the presence of God and how undeniable it is. So he is all around us. Every civilization from the beginning of time has understood the presence of a creator, even if they weren't introduced to him. In Romans 1, 19 through 20, and if you guys know anything, I love Romans. I love Romans. It is amazing. But this is what it says. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and the divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. That's right. He is all around us. In all his creation, he is undeniable. So as we go into this, we just have to remember that, that we are not trying to talk to these people on our own. God is all around us, and he is undeniable. And if he is for us, who can be against I was reading through Matthew this morning. Uh, My dad and I are reading through the New Testament, and I will get to that. (laughs) But I was looking for verses that spoke to me. I have read through the parables many times, but this time I was struck by something super cool. Jesus over and over talks about faith. He heals because of one's faith. He calms the sea and questions the apostles' faith. Faith in him is what he expects and what he asks for, what he commands, is to love one another. So that combination of the faith in him brings out this love for others. 
He hangs out with tax collectors and the prostitutes. He eats with the rejects in society. He calls the unexpected to walk with him. He commands us to love one another. He touches the leper. That's, isn't that just like so beautiful? The fact that he didn't have to touch him, but he touches the leper and he heals those who have faith in him. He doesn't go out telling them how wrong they are, how everything they are doing will be a detriment to their lives. He doesn't reprimand and throw facts of God at them, which he totally could. I mean, he could have, he could have just stood up there and been like, hey, look, all of you, this is the deal. But did he do that? No. His ministry, what he did on this earth, was show love. He showed them all love. He shows them how through faith miracles happen. He shows them kindness and does not push those who are wrong away. He just keeps showing them what it means to be Christian. So when we are called to follow him ourselves, we could be Christians. And you know what Christians means? It means little Christ. And let his love and our faith work miracles in the hearts of those around us. Matthew 9, 12 through 13 says, On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the unhealthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. All right, so now let's take a look. How can you talk to your family? How can you do it right? I have had the most amazing opportunity to talk with some of you. I mean, just amazing ladies. And I am so, so lucky to have gotten to talk to all of you. I feel so incredibly blessed and surprised that God has called me to do this, which it is totally what I feel like is a calling in my life. Uh, but it just fills my heart on such a huge level to hear how he has worked in all of your lives and how he's continuing to work and how he is inspiring and bringing out just such conviction. It is so cool. But a common thread with all of us who have found Jesus after leaving the church is one thing. A good, very patient Christian person who was willing to listen, talk, love, sometimes question, get to know our current beliefs and work it out with us. I have yet to meet anyone who was really thankful for a person who was just showering them with shocking facts. No, we need the love of Jesus in order to be called to Jesus. A boyfriend, husband, friend, a sister, somebody was willing to listen. They didn't push too hard. They were patient. They just asked questions and they shared the good news of our beautiful God a little at a time. Kind of like the drip of an IV. It was just a slow, little bit, patient, all the love of God's beautiful word with patience. Jesus commanded us to love one another. And let's take a look in 1 Corinthians what his word tells us that love actually looks like. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. 
So here is the secret that may open the door to truth. Are you guys ready? How do you talk to them? With love, just like I listed just above. No anger, with no record of wrongs, not self-seeking, not for us to be able to win the argument. Because we are not perfect. Our words are not always going to be perfect. In fact, many times our words may just seem like what I've been told are Christian daggers. Sharing the good news with our loved ones can be very tricky. But do you know what is so cool? It is so cool. God did not leave us here to use our own words and muddle things up. He gave us his word. So I got this idea while trying to talk to my dad. I had watched Unveiling Grace, the documentary movie about Lynn Wilder and her family coming to Jesus. She also has a beautiful book, but the documentary is really cool because it interviews all the different people in her family. It is the in the resource library. If you guys want the link to that, go ahead to the resource library. And I also have uh, Micah Wilder, that's her son, his testimony in there as well. He was on a mission in Florida when he came to Jesus. He met... Uh, what I believe, I think he said was a Baptist priest, um, sharing, he was sharing the Mormon gospel with him. (laughs) That was pretty brave. Um, at the end of the conversation, the priest challenged Micah and he said, you know, I love everything that you said there, but you're wrong. And he ended up sharing the good news of the biblical gospel with Micah, which Micah says really angered him (laughs) at the moment. But what that priest did was something so cool is he challenged him. He challenged him to read the New Testament, not with the LDS study manual or direction from the church, but just to read it. You see, God's word is so much more powerful than our own. Our words can be argued with and debated. God's word is actually perfect. It truly is perfect. It moves the heart. So this is the secret. Read God's word. It's it's not much of a secret, but it is a secret in the fact that it can move so much in our hearts. It is just amazing what it can do. So remember I talked about reading the New Testament with my dad. So this is tricky. My dad is a uh, very devout Mormon still in his life. And our relationship has been, uh, we've not been able to really talk about God, but uh, I did open this door up here a little bit ago and we started talking. Um, It's all through text message because I do know that, um, (laughs) <laughs> he he can get a little bit angry about this. And I didn't want to put us in a position where we would actually get mad at each other because my dad and I have a great relationship. And so we did this all through text message. And at first I was really trying to just open the door of just talking to him about everything. And then I just kept hearing God's voice tell me to be still and not to push. And uh, And then I went back and I was thinking about... Micah Wilder's testimony and how, how it was truly God's word, not anything that that uh, priest or that pastor had said necessarily that changed his mind. It was God's word that changed his mind. And so I got an idea. I texted my dad and I asked him if he would read the New Testament with me. So we're each individually reading it on our own separately 
And at the end of the week, all we do is write each other our favorite verses. And we try not to do much commentary with it. It's just our favorite verses. And, you know, I mean, I'm not sitting there with him. I can't tell you that, you know, he's actually reading word for word everything. But, um, yeah, we're, we're actually getting to read God's word, though, together. And I get to send him my favorite verses that spoke to me. And before I do, every time I just say a prayer to God, please give me the words to be able to touch his heart. So that's where we're at. Will it work? If there's anything that may open this door of truth and bring Jesus into his heart and the hearts of all of our loved ones and everyone in your life, it's going to be God's perfect word. So to sum it up here, everything that we talked about today, to do a little recapping, the best way to push those who are currently in the church away from God altogether is to shower them with a fire hose of truth bombs. 85% of those who leave the church leave God. They have to know. They have to at least have an inkling of who Jesus is before they leave. So how do we show them the love of Jesus? By being a loving Christian. We be patient. We be kind. We don't envy. We don't boast. We are not prideful. We do not dishonor others. We're not self-seeking in this way that we're trying to talk to them. It is so important that we're not easily angered. We don't keep record of our wrongs or delight in evil, but we rejoice with truth. We show love because it never fails. And the best way, the secret that may open the door to this whole truth and everything with your loved ones is to find a way to read the truth and the word of God together. Let God do the speaking for you. You don't have to do the heavy lifting here. Let him speak for you. So here is your challenge if you choose to accept it. Find a way to read God's word with your loved ones. And no matter what, no matter how much they choose the opposite, always show them Christ's love. It may just be a seed that you're planting right now. You may be the person that 20 years from now, when they finally, you know, come to a place where they are like, okay, I am ready. I'm ready to talk about the true love of Jesus you may be the person that they're able to come back to and talk to because you met them with kind, loving, open arms. You didn't put up walls. You weren't angry. You were just there with love. All right, so last thing I wanted to, again, invite you guys over to the resource library. So much cool stuff there. And also in the show notes for today's episode, I also attached a link to uh, a service from Sagebrush Church here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It is uh, my home, Albuquerque, and then also my home church. And it's all about the love of Jesus and not being judgmental and not being, um, you know, putting up those walls, but instead just bringing the love of God. And so it is such a cool episode. And I really hope you guys um, have a chance to be able to watch it because it's, it's fantastic. I also wanted to open up the door for you all. If you are in a place where you are needing 
that Christian person to be able to talk to. You have questions. You have things that are weighing on your brain. You want to talk to somebody who has been in a similar position and who is going to understand where you're coming from and to help guide you, maybe help you with this whole crazy little blueprint of how to be a Christian and uh, deal with some of the struggles and answer your questions. I am here for you. If you don't have somebody else in your life, I would love to to talk with you and to guide you through this because there is no bigger, more important thing on the face of the earth than getting to know our beautiful, wonderful creator. So if that is something that you are looking for, if you are like, yes, I need someone to talk to right now, uh, go ahead and message me. So you can message me Facebook Messenger or um, DMs on Instagram, jump onto the website, you can email me. Um, You can also just find a link to be able to book a session with me, to go ahead and talk with me. I am here for you. I'd love to talk to you and just help you through some of this. So um, yeah, I just love you guys. And uh, until next time, Go ahead and accept that challenge. Read God's word. Even if you're just doing it on your own, that is the best way to know him. And uh, just get out there and make him known. See you guys next time. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then you need to join the Facebook group where you can have a safe space to do all the sharing because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you because I really do love you guys. I've been where you are at and I want to help you have all the hope and none of the lost resources, art, Bible studies. It's all there just for you. Findingfaithabove.com. Wishing you all the best in love in Jesus name. See you next time.